my friend was broke. She didn't know what to do or where to turn. I'm Nora Ellen. The reason I began this podcast called Women Starting Over is to help women like my friend who find themselves in financial hardship, like divorce, or lost their job or went bankrupt, or maybe, sadly, their husband passed away. You will love these real-life stories of my guests of how they went from being broke to hope to financial success. If she can do it, so can you. Here we go. I have a unique guest today because it's me. (laughs) I was just having what I would call a a chocolate bout (laughs) where it's Friday afternoon and I was just experiencing some different kinds of emotions. I journaled about it and I'm just going to read a little of what I wrote. Here's why. If you're listening to this podcast with all the great women that are my guests, you might feel at times like we just have it all together and you don't, or you can't ever be like us. That is just not true, or that we never struggle. And also, that's not true. I think it started when I had a a rough night sleeping last night. I'm not exactly sure why. I think sometimes we can be impacted by what's going on around us. And right now we're in the middle of the COVID pandemic or hopefully towards the end. I'm I'm not really sure. I don't follow it super closely every day. I decided to journal about a about one situation. You can probably hear the rustling pages of my journal. And then after I wrote about the a situation, which I don't think I should record here because I might one day, but not not at the moment. Then I wrote, It's afternoon and I'm feeling quite lethargic, demotivated, unmotivated, even deflated. I tried to take a quick nap. I think I was falling asleep, and then I felt panicky. I know I'm feeling a little scared. And sometimes when I'm scared, it's hard to trust God, especially when I have a lack of motivation or momentum. There are some days I don't have the momentum that I want. Okay, now this is where self-discipline kicks in. I know it would help to do goals with the list consistently. I let myself grieve for a little bit right now here. I ate some chocolate, played a game on my iPad, closed my eyes for a few minutes. Now I'm better. Sometimes we just have to let ourselves be there but know that we're not going to stay there. And that's why I'm thankful for the characteristic of self-discipline. There's times we just make ourselves do something regardless of our emotions. Sometimes as women, we may not understand our emotions because of hormones or something going on in our subconscious, something that's playing in the background 
that we might not understand. But we do have hope in our lives where we know there's, there is help around us. Journaling really helps me. It helps me get my emotions off. I don't judge myself. I'm just aware of myself, aware of feeling like I'm feeling, and do what I can, which is sometimes eat chocolate. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. I'm being very vulnerable right now with you, hoping it will help you for your life and for yourself when you feel like I'm in that one step backwards. We do take two steps forward. That's fun. That's the fun part of life, right? Feels good. But what about the one step back? When something we're doing doesn't turn out the way we want, just remember we do have the two steps forward. And remember, too, it's good to be vulnerable with yourself, with other people. Dr. Brene Brown wrote a book, The Power of Vulnerability. I ordered the CDs. This is years ago. <laughs> when you could play CDs in your car. And and I listened to it. I really appreciated a lot of what she said about being vulnerable. I would encourage you, maybe read that book. It's really good. I don't agree with everything she says or how she says everything. But will we all agree on everything ever? No, we won't. And I think in a way, that's kind of good because let's enjoy being different. If we're all the same, at least for me, that would be kind of boring. Who wants everybody to be the same? I don't. (laughs) I don't. Like the way I am, I'm more free-spirited. It might be a little more difficult for my personality to write down goals and write down lists and do tasks all the time. I have to tell myself at times that doing this is the road to freedom. And oftentimes, the things that we don't want to do is exactly what we need to do to get to our goal, to get what we really desire. It's kind of like, who wants to brush their teeth, right? (laughs) But you got to brush your teeth because you got to have a good mouth and and good health with your teeth. You don't want the pain of, of teeth rotting. Life is like that. It seems like the thing we don't want to do is going to get us to where we want to be. It's kind of unnatural leads to natural. Uncomfortable will lead to comfort. We've often heard the saying, you're not growing when you're comfortable. It's when you're uncomfortable that you're growing. And I don't mean you're uncomfortable because you're cheating. I don't mean that kind of discomfort. And hopefully you are uncomfortable (laughs) when you're cheating. God gave us a conscience for good reason, helps keep us out of trouble. (laughs) So just remember that. Self-discipline, self-control can be uncomfortable, but it's a good kind of uncomfortable. And when you actually do the task you need to do and make yourself be self-disciplined, it feels good 
in the end. I was listening to a talk the other day about kindness and the importance of kindness. And we need self-control and self-discipline often to be kind in our lives. When something comes along that could be offensive to us, do we react with unkindness? Or do we use self-control, self-discipline to step back a minute and, and calm down and not let that offense take away our power to, of peace and joy? <laughs> this is funny. I was driving while I was listening to that talk, and I was making a left turn as somebody was coming straight on. And did I cut it kind of close? Yeah, but I knew I can get by. I knew I could turn without that person having to slow down or whatever. They did what I call the shaming honk, right? Honk. (laughs) Say, sped by, didn't have to slow down. (laughs) What did I do? Yep, I honked back. And I thought, wow, okay. (laughs) I need to be in lab with being kind, like not taking offense at them shaming me with their honking horn. (laughs) Some people do that. I've done that before. And sometimes I've honked at people like, hey, be careful. It's a little be careful honk. When I, I have visited other countries, what I noticed about some places like Israel, the streets are real close together. And when people drive, they kind of use their horn to talk like, excuse me, excuse me, hi, can I, can I get through? <laughs> it's kind of funny. Now, here in America, we would find that annoying. But there they just kind of, they kind of talk with their horns. I have a question for you. Are you playing the safety game? Yes, I am calling it the safety game. I know I have in my life. I've gone after things that I thought would keep me safe, would keep me secure, like marriage or a man, money, looks, a position, prestige. I have thought about that recently. What have I gone to to try to keep me safe or what I think will be safety in my life. And I have gone to those things that I've mentioned. Family, career, good social media posts where we get a lot of likes and then we feel better. (laughs) Just ask yourself about that. Because oftentimes when it comes to finances and money and income... And you've probably figured one reason I'm having this podcast, doing this podcast, is I want to empower you. Yes, with income, with money, with business, with entrepreneurship. So that then you can do what you really want in your life. Help more people. Maybe start a nonprofit that you've been dreaming of. But back to asking yourself, what are you going to for safety, for security? Has it held you back in your life? I know it has held me back. I've gone to people instead of God or being secure in myself and and who I am. It's, It's just something to think about. And in a way, I think it's expected of women 
to just try to do the things in our lives and have relationships that just bring us that safety and security. And a lot of it is really false safety and security. So just be real with yourself about that when it comes to what are you going to for safety and security? Being in this pandemic has had me think about that. You hear people saying, be safe, be safe. And I'm thinking, I am safe. So right now I'm safe. But I could be unhealthy. Being healthy doesn't mean you're safe. You could be perfectly healthy in a very unsafe, dangerous situation. Or you could be very unhealthy and be very safe, like in the hospital. So we, we're, we're interchanging these words, safety and health, in our culture. And I, I don't think that's a good thing to do. And we really need to think about in our, our lives, what are we sacrificing to have security or safety? Like that's almost the end all in life. I appreciate what Ben Franklin said, is if we're willing to give up our freedoms for security, then we deserve neither. That might not be a perfect quote, but freedom's important. And the real kind of freedom that brings everybody freedom, not just a a select few. I just wanted to share this on this podcast while I was having my chocolate bout, <laughs> thinking about you. Did you have a chocolate bout? Here's my chocolate bar. It's uh, <laughs> for when you deserve a chocolate bout, okay? <laughs> it's called Simply Light. It's made by, well, I don't know. It's sold by Trader Joe's. I don't think Trader Joe's makes these, and you might not have a Trader Joe's where you live. Now, it claims to be sugar-free. No added sugar. So you read the back, there is malatol. And since this podcast is not about being healthy, don't take my word for it. I don't know if malatol is better than a Hershey bar with regular cane sugar in it. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's another chocolate I get at Sprouts made by Lily's because that chocolate is sweetened by stevia. And stevia, as I understand, We've heard more about Steve. It's even in the grocery stores now, is better on your glucose levels, or it doesn't raise your glucose levels to alarming places that can cause diabetes. So there you go. Now you you know what kind of chocolate I eat. I'm not going to give up chocolate. Just so you know, we make better choices, right? That's That's what I try to do. I just try to be realistic and... I think I'm pretty disciplined about my diet. (laughs) I'm 64, in case you are wondering. And different ages need to have different concerns about what you eat. But really, our culture needs to improve with the foods that we have out there because I don't know about you, but I like to buy food that's convenient and tastes good. (laughs) But it may not be good for me. And Really, when you go in the grocery stores, have you noticed how much food is about taste and convenience? And I've heard that grocery stores on the outside of the grocery store put 
real food. Like that's where the fruit is and the meat and and milk and dairy. It's all marketing. So be careful when you go in the grocery store not to be overcome by marketing, which probably hits your subconscious mind because <laughs> that's what they aim for. Just like you're probably marketing your product and there's a way to market and, and there's a way not to market. That's my chocolate story today and what I journaled. And if you have some, I should call it a chocolate hour. I have, I'm not really having a chocolate day. I'm having a chocolate hour. <laughs> There's times in our lives when we have a hard hour and then we can have a great hour. It's funny. I, I'm not fond of the question, how was your day? Because, well, Part of the day could have been very enjoyable, very successful. And the other part of the day, maybe not so much. I've heard a better question to ask some people is, well, how are you feeling? That tends to have a kind of a better conversation than maybe something that might be more topical, like how is your day? But that's kind of just in our culture. How is your day? And and I know some of you might like to have that question, like somebody even ask you a question how you are. <laughs> But even with your relationships, if you want to get a person talking more, maybe just how are you feeling about today? Talking about feelings and emotions rather than the happenings. Because understanding our emotions and another person's emotions really draws us closer together rather than just what did you do. It's important to know with kids, what are they experiencing? So if you say, well, how was school today? It'd be better to say, how, how'd you feel at lunchtime today? Because there's some kids, they don't like lunchtime. They feel lonely and there's all the peer pressure. How did you feel in math class? So that's a better question is, is to go for feelings and help your kids and yourself be able to express your feelings. I'm not sure if I've ever said in a podcast when in here in America, we say, well, I don't feel that's right. When really what we mean is I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right. But we we interchange the word think for feeling because we're not that great sometimes in America about how we share our emotions. Other countries are much better, other cultures about grieving grieving over a lost one. They really know how to mourn and get their emotions out. Sometimes here we kind of bury our emotions. We don't, we, we could express them better. I'll just say that for myself, okay? There's times when I feel better when I journal and say, I felt this way. I think this about that. Because if you say, you have to say, I feel that, it's, a feeling isn't that. <laughs> it's a thinking about that. But feeling, I I feel hurt. I feel unmotivated. <laughs> I feel deflated. I feel disregarded. I feel lonely. When we can express our feelings, it actually helps us feel better. And when we can express our feelings to another person rather than attack them, and use the words, well, you're this and you're that, rather than saying, I feel attacked. I, I feel, uh, I feel 
Okay, I'm trying to think of a feeling emotion right here. I feel upset. I feel ignored. I feel undervalued. I I feel unloved. I feel alone. It helps your soul to get your feelings off your chest. Do it in a nice way. But that's why I like journaling. I like getting my feelings down on paper rather than spilling that over on somebody <laughs> and get it down on paper so at least maybe the the deep anger subsides if you're really mad at somebody and because good communication is so important and getting your message across of how you're feeling about something that happened between you and another person if you're talking to them and you're this and you're that and you're this and you're that you're you're going to they're going to be closed off to you Rather than you make it about yourself, I'm, I'm feeling disempowered. I'm, I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling that way, and you, you express yourself. They don't feel attacked. They're able to maybe open up a little better and didn't realize when they do a certain action or say a thir- certain thing how that's impacting you. Because you want to have close and loving relationships, and a lot of that is communication. There's a book that I really like, Can You Hear Me Now? And it's it's really wonderful. It's very unique by a couple that were both counselors, family counselors, and yet they would struggle themselves. And they thought, okay, we're missing a key or two here of how to communicate. And they they learned how to listen. They call call it discovery listening, how to ask questions. How to put the offense aside to anchor yourself inside. So maybe when that person's talking and saying something hurtful, you can be anchored inside in insecurity while you're listening to make sure you understand them. Because a lot of times we're just misunderstanding each other. But if we take the time to listen, to ask questions, to reiterate back to that person what we think they just said and make sure that you're understanding what you think they just said. I always think it's interesting when people have a conversation. Somebody said something, the other person says, oh, you said this. And I said, no, I didn't say that. Oh, yes, you did. Oh, my gosh. Honestly, wouldn't you rather know what did they really mean? What did they really want to say? Does anybody say anything perfectly the first time? (laughs) So don't say to them, you said that. No, I didn't. Yes, I did. Don't get into that kind of discussion. Well, what did you mean? Right? And to try to think the best of each other when we are communicating. If we can give each other the benefit of the doubt since no one communicates perfectly, let's give each other the benefit of the doubt. Let's get out our chocolate bars and let's share our chocolate together. And let's love ourselves and love God, love each other serve each other. And remember, no one on this podcast is perfect, but we're here to support you. I'm here to support you. You are loved. You're loved by God. You're loved by me. And hopefully you love yourself. You will love yourself. And think of the others that love you. So then you can live loved. Well, my friend, Thank you for letting me be with you today. Please leave a review so that women that need help can find this podcast. I am Nora Ellen. 
your host. See you next time on Women Starting Over.